0: Glenn Hamlin, otherwise known as Hambo, is well known as a hard-working, outgoing, happy-go-lucky retired stock agent who helped to establish the highly successful Pinkerton Palm Hamlin and Steen Company. He then built on that by buying into the busy waste collection service EnviroTech. What you may not know is to achieve those business successes, he has had to overcome various obstacles, including dyslexia. up with me today um, just wondering if you can give us a bit of your backstory tell us how you've been going in the last few months to start and then we'll move on to your your long time
1: backstory oh well the last couple of months has been very interesting with the coronavirus that everyone's hearing about but yeah I've been down at Nora Karina, a little fishing village there's been eight of us isolated down there and we've been uh, fishing and, and playing a bit of golf and having a you know, just keeping it out of the road, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're all free and uh, enjoying life down there.
0: Nice, so that's the perfect way to spend it. Oh, I think so. Um, do you share a house down there, or have you got your own?
1: Oh, yeah, we've got our own house down mm-hmm. there.
0: Nice, yeah, beautiful. Um, so, yeah, obviously, um, anyone local knows that you have. Um, being quite successful in your various businesses that you've um, had along the way. But can you, uh, with such as Pinken and Palm, Hamlin and Steen, et cetera, now EnviroTech, can you take us right back to, um, you know, where it all started and, and give us a bit of your history?
1: Yeah, well, I come from Nill in Victoria off a uh, wheat and barley farm um, and uh, um, my mum and dad, They've been there for 120 or 30 years, and mm-hmm. and I, I had a younger brother who enjoyed working the you know the farm, and I enjoyed the sheep side of the job, and there's not many sheep in Newland. Um, Uh, I came home on the farm, worked there for a while, (coughs) excuse me, and then um, I was shearing in the area and doing a bit of wool classing as well. (coughs) Excuse me. Ended up, um, I haven't got the coronavirus either, (laughs) Uh, and ended up uh, one of the local stock agents uh, offered me a job and Mm -hmm. and that's where it all started back in 1981. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moved to Hamilton with Bennett Farmers. And I was there for a couple of years and then arrived in Narracourt in May 1983 mm-hmm. with uh, Bennett Farmers, which then turned to Dalgetty's and mm-hmm. worked with them for five years. And then Neil Otteson, he approached me to see if I'd like to uh, work with him and in, in, in his really powerful real estate team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to start a, a real estate, a, 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 a stock agent arm mm-hmm. with his crew. and mm-hmm. So I took up the challenge. He had the money and the brains, and and Janet, Janet Freckleton, back in those days, to uh, to get the everything organised. I had uh, uh, some very loyal clients and a bit of work ethic, and away mm-hmm. it all went.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so what? From there, what, what was sort of the next progression?
1: Oh, well, it was that was called Hamlin & Co. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I was the Hamlin and Otto was the co. Mm-hmm. And we worked along for a couple of years like that uh, and it just got too hard. You know, I had no backup and, and lots happening. So I needed a, a partner, Jeff Wellington, come and mm-hmm. work with me for uh, uh, six months mm-hmm. in 1983 or uh, yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I started September 26, 1988, mm-hmm. Hamlin & Co. Uh, Willie come 1990. He left went back meat buying. Then Michael Palm come in 1991. Mm-hmm. Hamlin Palm mm-hmm. & Co. was born. We worked along mm-hmm. for four years together. And then uh, 1994 or 5, Steenie and I started talking and we uh, eventually Pinkerton Palm, Hamlin & Co was formed. Mm-hmm. So uh, we worked out of the little office down where Drews sell their paint off mm-hmm. out of these days and, uh, and life, uh, well, you know, Debbie Dick was there and uh, Richard Harvey, Jason Marney and myself, there was seven or eight of us mm-hmm. and away it all went mm-hmm. and it, uh, and it, we've had a lot of fun with that and mm-hmm. it's grown and, and we built the new office up on the way to the Salyards on the Apsley Road mm-hmm. and, uh, yes, it's... It, it, Come, uh, you know, a, a, lots of fun, lots of really good people that work with us, and uh, yeah, we, we've uh, we've enjoyed the ride, really.
0: What are some of your um, special memories or fun memories?
1: Oh well, yeah, uh, a lot of you know, uh, big numbers, I suppose. Um, uh, you know, probably. Uh, when I first started in 1989, 90, you know, when we were shooting sheep, interest mm. rates are at 18 or 20%. The flock reduction scheme come into being. There was that many sheep here, 180 million. and You know, they shot lots and lots of sheep. Um, it was a pretty tough time for farmers. Mm-hmm. That was a, a really hard time. Uh, everyone was doing it really tough. And, mm. You know, no feed. Um, uh, we really battled. Through that period, uh-huh. everyone battled uh-huh. anyway. But the, but it did rain, uh-huh. and then the prices kicked up, and it was good fun. You know, uh-huh. everyone was making a quid, and uh-huh. uh, life had changed uh-huh. for everybody. But we still remember those days vividly. Uh-huh. But yes, uh-huh. some big numbers, big sales. Uh, probably uh, worked really hard. Didn't appreciate the the enormity of some of the things that uh-huh. we did. Because we were probably fairly stuffed at the end of the days, mm-hmm. yeah, long, long hours. But. Yeah,
0: on that note, um, I know I um, was reading up a little bit on your um, back history, and uh, yeah, just the the fact that you you, you ended up going into retirement um, because you you wanted to be at the top of your game, and you felt that you weren't at the top of your game nearing the end, um, and. Yeah, did that have a lot to do with the fact that you were just so busy during the days and couldn't switch off, etc.? What would you say?
1: Oh, well, after 30 years, of, my idea was that you, that you just had to be uh, fully committed the mm-hmm. whole time mm-hmm. uh, to be at whatever level, you know, the best of what you could be. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you had to be thinking about it the whole time. And after 30 years of thinking about it, it mm-hmm. probably wore me out and... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a job that I loved so much I could never see the day that I wouldn't enjoy doing it but that day did come mm-hmm. and my idea was that if you if, if your, your clients were giving you a hundred percent of loyalty and their business and if you couldn't give it back to them well, it was time for you to go and let someone else do it that mm-hmm. really wanted to do it. So mm-hmm. that was the, the catalyst for me, I suppose. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and on that note, what what advice, if you had any, would you give to a young stocky just going into it? Would you, would you say go for it and, and um, do the hard yards and, and consistently think about it? Or would you say Look, you do need to switch off at certain times? What's your opinion there?
1: Uh, flat out, that's my idea. And, <laughs> and a lot of people disagree with me, but mm-hmm. no, if you, you know, Whatever I was whether I was an average agent or mm-hmm. an ordinary agent or, or a good agent you've, to be at your very best mm-hmm. you've got to be doing it all the time as hard as you can mm-hmm. that's how I said mm-hmm. um, give mm-hmm. your clients the the, the the best you possibly mm-hmm. can mm-hmm.
0: and yeah. then and and then hence you're um yeah you you're now doing something completely different um just tell me uh I know you've mentioned that you you know it was difficult for you in your school days can you tell us about um, how you went with that
1: oh well I um a lot of people might realize but I'm a dyslexic so mm-hmm. that was always a challenge mm-hmm. you know when you can't read well and you can't spell mm-hmm. um it's uh, it's always going to be a bit of a challenge mm-hmm. you know I, I could do simple maths quite well but mm-hmm. uh you you know when you uh you, you can't spell you know my mum mm-hmm. and dad you know that mum didn't know that I couldn't read you know mm-hmm. that we you Know off a farm and she had plenty going mm-hmm. on, and she never listened to me right? But mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and school teachers back in my day, mm-hmm. you know, well, I don't know what's that 40 years ago, mm-hmm. I suppose they uh they had no idea what being dyslexic was or how to handle dyslexic people or why I couldn't read, or mm-hmm. uh, and so, so, so there was no help, there was mm-hmm. more hindrance or push, you know, pushed out of the road or embarrassed you know know, some of the teachers would deliberately get you to read Mm -hmm. because they knew you couldn't read and Mm -hmm. I don't know why they ever asked me to read but they'd probably get put in jail now doing what they did to kids like me and and they identified a group of kids in our school and they took us out of our classroom environment and put us into this remedial group and Mm -hmm. so all the other kids that could read right they called us the mads and the spastics and all the rest of it so that sort of tag didn't sort of you know, it wasn't an enjoyable time for me, and mm-hmm. then of course the teachers thought that we didn't know anything, so they started teaching us maths and and English, you know, right from the you know from the rods and you know it, it was it was pretty tough time really mm-hmm. to uh, to have to uh, emotionally, I suppose, and you mm-hmm. know uh, all the stigmas that went with being a uh, in the mads or the spastic group. Mm-hmm. It wasn't wasn't the greatest yeah. time at school. Probably um, didn't want to go there.
0: Thankfully, uh, you have a personality that probably shone through a bit, and I imagine that you still would have been one of the the more popular kids at school, um as far as maybe sport and all of that goes too. Would you say that that helped you get along in life, having your more of an outgoing personality? and um, yeah, how would you how would you uh, recommend that um, someone wanting to do more with their life, that maybe struggles with something like dyslexia? what would you say to them?
1: Mm, uh, well, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I suppose how did I handle it? I suppose I was a little bit lucky. Uh, I. Yeah, I probably had some other traits that got me through, but there were some kids that were, that were uh, uh, you know, probably not great at sport and, mm-hmm. you know, they got picked on because of that and also because they were, they couldn't read and they couldn't write and they mm-hmm. couldn't, Spell and it couldn't add up, so Mm -hmm. that was a pretty tough time for some of the kids. I might have been a bit got thrown a a, a bit of a a life boy there, but Mm -hmm. um, but being dyslexic certainly it it, it does have its challenges, but it's not the end of the world, Mm -hmm. you know. You, I found you know, in business, uh, well, you know, uh, I was an auctioneer Mm -hmm. and my. I could sell, but I couldn't write down the prices that I was mm-hmm. reading out or yelling out. But Michael Palm, he couldn't sell, but he could write the prices down. So you work with people that, uh, or work with your strengths, or work mm-hmm. with people that have got different abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, <clears throat> I didn't know the difference between a, a debit and a credit when I started business in mm. when I was 26 in 1988 or whenever it was, but mm-hmm. you get... Janet Freckleton to help you. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, just because you're dyslexic, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I've been able to bumble my way through life mm-hmm. and uh, and get to the other end and and you know do it at perhaps a reasonable level. Don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So people just need to recognise their strengths, work on those, and um, and recognise what their more weaknesses are, and call in people to help.
1: That's yeah, well, that's that's how I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, these days I'm reading more and I've got more time to mm-hmm. read and I'm comprehending more what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, I can't do uh, uh, crosswords because you mm-hmm. can't spell. If you can't spell, it's pretty difficult doing a mm-hmm. crossword. Mm-hmm. But I can do those Sudoku games, mm-hmm. which have quite come quite easy to me, mm-hmm. but the others are extremely difficult voices mm-hmm. I've never done a crossword in my life mm-hmm.
0: And the books that you're reading now, are they more books that you would be more passionate about? Do you find it easy to read things that you really enjoy or does it make no difference? Um, it's just that you've got more time now to to sit and absorb them.
1: Yeah, I like, uh, you know, sporting autobiographies mm-hmm. and things like that. Before, when I first started reading, it, it didn't matter. It was just about saying words or mm-hmm. reading words and mm-hmm. trying to uh, understand and comprehend and mm-hmm. spell them out in your mind. Uh, you know, it's quite interesting when when I write a letter. Mm-hmm. I'm a frenetic. If you're a frenetic mm-hmm. speller, mm-hmm. you can understand what I'm writing. But mm-hmm. if you're not, it can, people can see a lot of uh, spelling mistakes in what I do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, you know, you can you can piece it together my mm-hmm. words. But mm-hmm. it's quite interesting trying to read an essay that I write.
0: Mm. Um, and you would have had um, PAs or um, some sort of assistance to help you along the way with your various businesses. I imagine oh yes yeah but
1: when I got close to a computer everyone started shaking and they they just hunted me out of the road yeah you know, I wasn't allowed near computers and uh-huh. so uh, if I started walking around with a piece of paper in my hand everyone got very nervous so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no yeah You know, up at work, we had uh, when I left. There was I don't know thirty or forty people there, and we had some really good office girls. So Mm -hmm. there were six girls there that would all help. So Mm -hmm. they they were fantastic, Mm -hmm. and they knew my weaknesses. And yeah, um, uh, you know, they all chipped in to make sure the message I wanted to get across got across. And Mm -hmm. uh, and I was a bit lucky that way, I suppose. Mm
0: -hmm. That's good. Well, it certainly hasn't held you back. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that probably um, maybe. Use it as a bit of an excuse, do you think, or? Don't know. Mm. Don't know. Hopefully not. Mm.
1: Um, you know, I've had some mates uh, with you know their kids have sort of, and they've come and spoke and used me as an example, yes. and uh, you know that it's not the end of the world, and you, mm. you can still play a, a part in mm. in life, and you can still, you know, get on in life, mm-hmm. so, and and give these kids some you know, some some self-esteem and some, some confidence to say, well, all right, well, Glenn, he had an issue, but mm-hmm. um, he sort of bumbled his way through, perhaps mm-hmm. so I can too. Mm-hmm. So out of this, if, if one kid can mm. get some some heart or some solace or some, uh, you know, some idea that, that, that it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. out of what I'm saying, mm-hmm. well, that would make me feel pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've discussed before, um, you know, the likes of Richard Branson and various other highly successful people <coughs> um, who have dyslexia themselves and um, certainly seems to um, be a common theme, um, people that are more creative or maybe people that are more um, people people can be have these issues yet not necessarily let them ho- let it hold them back.
1: Yeah, well, yes, the they, the percentages are all there. That thirty percent of people have got dyslexic issues. Mm-hmm. Of those thirty percent of the people? Seventy um, percent of them are extremely bright, mm-hmm. but and if you, you but you've got to be able to catch them. It's easier for me to whack someone and you put out of the class, mm-hmm. and then don't go to school and end up being in trouble, and mm-hmm. then you end up in jail and you haven't got a job, mm-hmm. and then you you're gone. You, but if you can catch the people, mm-hmm. you know you're not working with, you know you're working with you know some people that have got a lot of a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably the, the, the key to it. You've just got to catch them before mm. they do the wrong thing or mm-hmm. they become socially unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, tell me, what does success mean to you? I mean, success is different to everyone. How do you define it personally?
1: Oh, uh, to, to, yeah, to be um, as good as you can be, uh, uh, all your abilities... Uh, yeah, leave, leave nothing behind. You know, just mm-hmm. work as hard as and as smart as you possibly can. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's when you know you. I reckon you've sort of made it, mm-hmm. and
0: mm-hmm.
1: whatever comes with that, well, that's that's just a bonus. I reckon, mm-hmm. but just using all the ability you've been given—that's
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: success for me. I reckon, um, like in business, but yeah, you know, there's mm-hmm. lots of success. You know, yeah. family success and yeah. And being able to uh, you know work with people and guide people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, you know, my own
1: personal, you know, when I that's that's my goal, I suppose. Yeah. Mm.
0: And people is people are definitely um your forte. Well, I'm sure a lot a lot of people would agree, um, that you are a people person. How important is it to you to look after the people, whether that be clients, colleagues, um Staff, uh, mates, family. What? What do you?
1: Oh yes, it's, it's the same. Yeah, they they're all special, mm-hmm. and yeah, they yeah. That's well, yes, it's really important to, mm-hmm. to look after them all
0: mm-hmm. equally mm-hmm. and as best you can. Mm-hmm. Equally, that's a yeah. good, good um, uh, philosophy to have, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter, mean you know matter whether you're the best footballer mm-hmm. or the biggest client or mm-hmm. the or the the best looking or Mm -hmm. what you are, you know, everyone's the same Mm -hmm. and and that's that's how I see it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: That's the philosophy, I suppose, Mm -hmm. I've tried to work on. Mm -hmm. Which
0: keeps you humble and grounded as well. Um, Just going back to retirement, when you did retire and you retired quite young, how old were you when you retired? 52. 52. Um, How did you feel? Did it feel like you expected it would feel or were you... Uh, pleasantly surprised or unpleasantly surprised what what would you say
1: yeah it probably didn't sit well with me that mm-hmm. I was I was young uh, I felt like I was too young to do nothing to put mm-hmm. the cue in the rack mm-hmm. uh, and that was never going to happen mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I just couldn't believe it happened to me that I that, that what I was so passionate about and what I, I what, you know when I was in the full swing you know mm-hmm. the alarm would go off in the morning and mm-hmm. the sheets would hit the roof and you'd be just mm-hmm. just going and it just couldn't wait to get to wherever mm-hmm. you're going mm-hmm. and in the end the alarm would go off and you have your boots you know your legs hanging over the side of the bed and you think mm-hmm. I just don't want to get up I just mm-hmm. don't want to do this and mm-hmm. uh, and you did and mm-hmm. and and that last year was pretty tough going to mm-hmm. try and hold the level of service that I knew that my clients deserve mm-hmm. so that was that was really that was that was tough Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, and then I'm sort of thinking, well, heck, you know, you're, you're young, you know, perhaps getting out too, too early, uh, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it didn't sit well with me, but mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't be in the game because unless you're 100% committed to your clients, you're, in my mind, you just can't be there, because mm-hmm. you're going to let them down. You're yeah. not going to make the phone calls you should. You're not going to, you know, you're just not going to give it 100%. So mm-hmm. if you can't be 100% committed... Mm-hmm. get moving so mm-hmm. that's what i did
0: what did you do in that um what was there a transitional time well i imagine there would have been to a certain degree was there like a period of six months or 12 months or whatever it was that you found yourself um trying to move through almost a feeling of grief grieving for what you once had who am i when i'm not a stocky all of that what what do you think
1: oh yeah well i sort of lost you know touch with the guys at work mm-hmm. all the uh, my clients um mm-hmm. which was yeah, and I, I did, didn't want to lose touch with mm-hmm. them. I, I enjoyed all their companies. I just, you know, mm-hmm. just had this. Didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, after four or five months, you uh, know, John Finnis spoke to me about another business venture, and and uh, we had a look at that, mm-hmm. and that's that's mm-hmm. Uh So. You know, a mate of mine, Chris Brooker, and, and Trish, you know, the two families bought that together, mm-hmm. and and we've had a lot of fun with that. You mm-hmm. know, there's been some big issues with recycling and mm-hmm. China, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, and it's it's growing the business. Chris is, Chris manages the business now. I'm only there when he's on holidays, which seems to be all the time. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yes, garbage, you know, waste is a it's a it's a fun game. There's mm-hmm. lots of interesting things that happen there, and. But, mm-hmm. uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's been good fun, that, and, mm-hmm. and it's grown. And um, Chris has taken it to another level. He's done a great job with it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm. Um, now tell me uh, oh, tell me a little bit about family. I know you've got Georgie up um, on the station. Yep. How often do you guys get up
1: there? I, I get up there a couple of months of the year mm-hmm. uh, and with mustering time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they're 200 and, what are they, about 250 kilometres northeast of... Alice Springs, mm-hmm. so it's about three hours out to the, to where they live. Mm-hmm. They're uh, pretty remote. They just started doing school of the year with their oldest little fella. Right. Uh, yeah, but I enjoy it up there a lot. You know, they've run a few cattle, and uh, and when it's mustering, because it's this station's relatively small. It's you know twelve hundred square kilometres. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do most of the work themselves, right. and they call on. Georgie's partner's father, he, he goes up there and I go up there. It's a bit mm-hmm. like Dad's army, but we, yeah. we enjoy it. It's good mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. So I spent a couple of months of the year up there and a couple of months down down the beach, I yeah. suppose.
0: Yeah, beautiful.
1: Travel around a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. And how is it having two little beautiful little grandsons?
1: Yeah, they're the best in the world.
0: Yeah, what are their names? Uh,
1: Henry and uh, William.
0: William, yeah, yes.
1: beautiful. Uh, they're beauty, great yeah. little boys. That
0: would be a huge draw card to get up there, wouldn't it? Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah they, uh, we speak to them uh, every day. So, you know, third or fourth day, and mm-hmm. they're just little scrub boys. They're rough mm-hmm. and tumble, and yeah uh, they uh, they make us very proud. Yeah, great little man. And what
0: about Soph? Where's
1: she? Soph's in Wiyala. She's teaching mm-hmm. there.
0: Mm-hmm. This is
1: her fifth year there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, she she goes along. I think she's a reasonable teacher. Mm-hmm. She's a good person. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with Soph. She couldn't come home this year for Easter because uh-huh. of the Corona thing, and mm-hmm. so um, you know she's out there with all these kids, and she mm. felt she couldn't. It come home to old people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it, oh no, not know, life's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was real good. That's
0: good. Um, now tell me, recently or well, before corona hit, we had the horrific bushfires go through the country um, and you guys, uh, you planted the seed of um, running the big cricket match, um, the bushfire relief cricket game. Yep. Um, that didn't go ahead because of corona. But you still managed to raise what was it around thirty grand? Or? Oh yeah,
1: thirty thousand for mm-hmm. the um, that was just for the uh, the um, the jet ski. You know, we uh, yes. we raffled the jet ski. Yep. Uh, Tees mm-hmm. got involved. Tees mm-hmm. Australia and mm-hmm. um, Sage Murray, the boss out there, he gave us a a jet ski to raffle. So mm-hmm. anyway, we turned fifteen thousand into thirty. But I think the mm-hmm. the figure was about seventy five thousand mm-hmm. that we raised for the do- dolls for Duna. Right. Earners,
0: okay. Yeah. To
1: help. Mini Jumbo, mm-hmm. you know, they they were going to send a 1,000 quilts and pillow sets to Kangaroo Island and mm-hmm. Cuddly Creek and Kalira, mm-hmm. and this was to help fund that a little bit, okay. which we did, and we've got uh, quite a bit of money left over, actually, yeah. uh, more than they could use. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're working at, uh, with the, some farmers at the moment to put some big, Storage tanks on their property mm-hmm. to try and safeguard them. Uh, you know when the when the fires come. So yeah, excellent. There we've, there's a need for that. Yes, so we'll yeah. keep working with that. Yeah, and it's good fun.
0: Yeah, um, and yeah, on that note, contribution. So. How important do you th- do you see it uh, or how important is it to you to contribute to society, not expecting anything in return other than doing it from the goodness of your heart and knowing that it's helping others? And do you see that being something that can help someone in their life um, that may be feeling a bit flat or whatever if they just reach out and do some, a bit of stuff for others? What do you think?
1: Oh, I think it's really important. Mm. It's important for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoy those sort of things. You know, I suppose I've been mixed up in a lot of sporting Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, organisations and mm-hmm. yeah, so you, yeah, you no know, you certainly don't do it for yourself, mm-hmm. but you know this this cricket game that mm-hmm. we had planned that had to get cancelled. Uh, you know, our local cricket club. We want to do it every year. We want to make okay. it a, a narrow courts um, get together fundraising for whatever, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, mm-hmm. for fire victims, whether it's for our hospital, mm-hmm. whether, and and when on dead and gone. Mm. We want it to keep going. Mm. We want all the, you know, the Rotary Club and the Lions Club and the Apex Club and all the cricket clubs and footy mm. clubs to come together as one
0: mm-hmm.
1: for one great big go mm. for the year, and, mm. uh, you know, and, and raise some money, serious mm. money mm. to get together and, and to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Make a difference for something or mm-hmm. someone. Mm. So make it a like better place.
0: A very good vision. Do you have um, uh, like a subgroup at the moment? Has, has, yep. Yep. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And so, um, has that sort of stayed smallish for now and you're working on bringing the other guys into it, or have you already started with uh, bringing in the Apexians and the Rotary, et cetera?
1: Yeah, well, we, we've got, well, uh, you know, Darren Turner, mm-hmm. he's, he's one, uh, the managing director of Mini Jumbo, mm-hmm. and Sage Murray, the managing mm-hmm. director of Tees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren Ball, he's a really good goer the, yep. and he's got his own business. Mark Kester, Monique Crosling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Malcolm McEachran, mm. I've got a couple of other people that mm-hmm. are, you know, those sort of like-minded people yeah. that uh, uh, can help, got mm-hmm. time, um, mm-hmm. want to drive it, you know, I want to make it so that, you know, through raising money for this, our know, fire victims of, you know, to, to, for these dollars for donors. you know, you, there's a lot of people who want to help but mm-hmm. they don't know how to help and yeah. don't know what pl- platform to use. So mm-hmm. we want to give them a platform. Mm-hmm. You know, people that are philanthropist-type people, mm-hmm. They say, right, oh, eh, well, the money, they can give us the money, and they know that it's going to, the whole lot of it's going to go to the right cause, mm. not have money's held back for this or that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and locals helping locals, mm-hmm. you know, it really makes a lot of sense. And there's a, and, you know, the people who give, next, you know, the people that are, they can give back to the people who give because, you know, these tanks, you know, that mm-hmm. we want built, we want a dozen build a dozen of them, well, there's a lot of people that will play, that already played a part in giving money mm. will be used to do the next part of it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's quite exciting for mm-hmm. me to yeah. see where it all, where it's all going to end up and, and not just for our community, it can go to the, to the next community yes. and they can use the like same, a model. same mm-hmm. footprint in mm-hmm. their community and mm-hmm. get their, their community to help.
0: Mm. That's that's it. Sounds like a great, and it's and that that's not only going to contribute. Obviously, it's also a really good way of connecting people. So collaboration and um, community, getting getting people together. Yep, you're providing the platform not only to give but to bring people together. So it's excellent.
1: Yeah, yeah no, that's uh, yeah, big big. Well, that's the next plan for me, yeah. I suppose. Mm. Try and get. Uh, get that to happen.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, when is uh, ideally, uh, assuming everything settles down, touch wood with the coronavirus. When do you hope to have the match or the next match?
1: Well, the boys spoke about uh, October or November. Okay. Don't know. We'll have to. uh, We'll have to wait and see. But you know, we've got ten thousand dollars worth of goods and Mm chattels being donated to Mm -hmm. us. That's going to be come forward on that day. You know, the bulls and. and, Drews and mm-hmm. lots of people have done mm-hmm. lots of things. Yeah, um, yeah. So we want that to happen. But I don't know. We'll have to sit down. Mm. Those cricket boys are good boys. They mm. they they know when cricket's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a, on that day. We're going to have a ladies' game, which mm-hmm. is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that didn't happen. But mm. that, that's not the end of it. That's, no, uh, not the end of
0: it. Yeah, we'll make it work. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Mm. Um. All right. And in the next, what's next for you in the next few days or weeks? What What are you planning? Are you heading back to the beach or what do you do?
1: Yes, well, I'll go back to the beach. Um, uh, I've got to sort of sit on my fingers for a couple of weeks, mm. uh, and mm. then uh, yeah. we've got to got a uh, yeah. We want to do a bit of exploring, so mm. we'll probably head up through you know the Flinders Ranges, the Gawler Ranges, have mm. a bit of a look around. Got mm-hmm. a, just bought a caravan, so grey nomad.
0: Nice. I'll have
1: to put a bit of colour in my hair, and away we go. <laughs> so yeah, so that's on the that's the, uh, the bit of a plan.
0: Yeah.
1: Try and end up uh, up the station with Georgie, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just floating around.
0: Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. sounds really good. So, um, really, a lot of goods come out of these last few months because you have uh, probably had a bit of time to think about um, the big vision with the bushfires um, and the platform that you're, you know, um, innovating, and had a bit of a chance to rest and recuperate with your arm that you've recently injured. How did you actually injure your, oh, your arm? Yeah.
1: Oh no, just a tree fell on it. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah, ended up with a bit of plaster. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, that was I got out of it pretty lucky. Bit really. of
0: sympathy boats there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Clicking the fingers and just <laughs> get to uh, get a get a bit of attention. Yeah, no, no that's good. But anyway, no, that'll uh,
0: Oh the beach will do you the world for yeah,
1: it anyway. Yeah, yeah, won't be able to the fish. But anyway, no. I'll be able
0: to have a bit of fun. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for um, catching up today, Hambo. We appreciate it. I know that people will get a lot out of it. Um, I'm sure that there will be someone out there that needed to hear exactly what you've said. So, Sorry about that. Tech let us down. But um, thanks so much, Hambo, once again, for everything that you have um, given us today. Just before you go, what's one last piece of wisdom you'd like to give to these young fellas that might be wanting or needing a bit of direction?
1: I can say, Andy, is that, uh, to use all the ability that you've been given. Um, try your hardest at whatever you do for your employer or, or yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, leave nothing
1: in the, in the cupboard and, uh, and just work, work hard. And be good at what be good at what you do.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Um, enjoy your day and um, whatever you're up to. I'm sure it's something very interesting. And I hope to maybe catch up with you again one day and you know extend this chat.
1: That'll be lovely. Look forward to it. Thanks. And, uh, no problem. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you, Hambo. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to In the Head of a Country Bloke. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more unique episodes, please follow or subscribe on your choice of platform. For any information on my coaching services, please feel free to privately message me on either Instagram or Facebook or email me at mandy at and I look forward to chatting to you soon.